Ciao ragazzi, hello everybody and welcome to episode four of the Fratelli di Rugby podcast and joining me as always is Michele, Mike and Ottavia. How are we boys? Are we okay? Yeah, very well. Thank you, mate. How you doing? You good? Good, I'm good. Ciao, Ciao How are you? Good. You said I'm I'm better than you today. I'm pumped about it. So nice. <laughs> episode four. Okay. Episodio quattro. Let's go. Sì, sì, and yes, well, I think we can, um, as you can hear, we're probably quite excited. We've had our first guest. Uh, by the time this podcast goes out, we've probably, hopefully, you've listened to our previous podcast with our first guest. And now we're delighted to be able to welcome Dino Lamb to the podcast. Dino, how are you, mate? Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, man. Yeah, all is well, mate. Thanks. All good. Yeah, good. And it's kind of very relevant. Obviously, the reason we've, we've, approached Dino and asked him to come on the pod is obviously being included in that 46-man Italian training squad and uh, just for reference it's actually now we're going to we're going to roll this one out all the time now it's going to be Dino Luciano Lamcona that is the official name that is the title and that's what we're going to roll with um so I think the, the the obvious place to start Dino is maybe just explain a little bit about your your Italian heritage you know why Italy and and, and that sort of thing that we I think that's the obvious place to start Okay, yeah. So, um, so in terms of my Italian her- heritage, it's on my father's side, who's fully Italian. He was um, he was born in Turin uh, back in well, actually right down, okay. said, yeah back in 1964, and he came across to England in 1971, um, and obviously moved over here, and then it's kind of unfolded from there, really. Um, but his um, on my grandmother's side, so she's Italian also. Uh, she split away with her partner. So he moved when he was, you know, seven years of age sort of thing, came across to England. And then obviously she's remarried from there. And then that's where I've got Lamb, basically, uh, when I was born. So I was born Dino Lamb originally. And then my uh, my dad reconnected in his early 40s with his father. And that brought back the Kona into the name when I was probably 15, 16 years of age, that would have been. So then I was Lamb Kona, and then I've decided to go back to Lamb most recently, sort of thing, uh, probably about four years ago or so. Um, and that was out of respect, really, for kind of who my grandmother remarried and obviously looked after my father. And obviously, being a rugby player, you have your name, well, in sport in general, you have your name on the back of the jersey. So I did it out of you know respect on that side of the family, really. So um, that's kind of my Italian heritage, as it were. Okay, I think well maybe well maybe we'll stick with Dino Lamb there. Yeah, you can get, yeah, uh, yeah. The full one. The, the, the my, my actual <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so I, I think I think so. The 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 obvious next next question with that was sort of how did how did the approach the approach from the Italian setup come about? Has it been something that's been going on in the pipeline for for a certain amount of time, or is it something that's kind of developed quite? It's been it's it's been in there for a while. So even when so when I signed with Quinns originally back in well, it'll be almost twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen sort of season. Um when I signed, obviously I signed under Connor, Connor O'Shea at the time, and then Tony DePros was the head of the academy. So they were very aware that I was half Italian, but um it wasn't until probably two, three years later, once Connor had obviously left and was then in charge of Italy, that I um got back in touch with him and you know, that was almost when the initial sort of chat went on. So that's probably, what's that? Yeah, but probably about three years ago or so, maybe even four years ago, is kind of that starting point where it was like, 
you know, I'm half Italian. He was very aware of that, but always wanted it to come from me as a player to be like, let's explore this side. So he was very aware of it. And I made it clear to him that it was always kind of plan B at that time. And I was always like, just finish under 20s of England. And then it was kind of focusing on that, really. So, um, yeah. And then Kieran got in touch probably uh, a year and a half ago or so and kind of in the middle of sort of sorting out my contract and stuff at the time and was like, you know, I was basically saying to him that it still wasn't quite on the cards. But as of recently, I basically made it clear to him that I'd be available and, and willing to come across and basically made it very clear to him that if I was going to do it, I'd give 100% to it. So that's where I stand with it. That's awesome. And just obviously for, for the Italian uh, listeners that didn't know, obviously, like you said, you represented England at under 20s. Were there any conversations with England at any point as well? Was that something that you were um, looking to explore as well? Or Yes. Yeah, so at that time, there was, kind of, there was a little bit, but then I got in, I had a few long-term injuries at the start of my career at Quinns. I probably was out for, you know, I kind of missed my first season really. And then I did the... Uh, under 20s World Cup with England that was away in Georgia so that's when we got to the semi-final well sorry to the final against uh, New Zealand and then I was I was injury free up until the Six Nations I did the Six Nations the year after in my second year and then I got injured again another long-term injury sort of thing so I kind of missed major parts and obviously has a knock-on effect and it's not until recently that I've been you know injury free sort of the past two seasons sort of thing uh, well probably season and a half uh, that's kind of you know with gameplay and stuff being available do you gain that sort of momentum so, so yeah. I think um, just so you know Octavio's our, our stat man and um, yeah. like I said uh, for, for those of you who who haven't um, watched any of his videos have a look um, at Octavio's YouTube videos they're very informative particularly sort of some of the Italian guys that want to learn a little bit more about the sport I think it's it's quite useful um, but I'm sure Octavio's probably got a couple of uh, uh, stats that you probably want to pull out um, particularly because you've had a, a, a pretty a pretty uh, fantastic season so far by the looks of things so Octavio crack away yeah, that yeah. was, was, was yeah. great. You know, just looking at numbers because this is something that I really share with the the, the Italian community. I said on on YouTube, some like player profile. We saw that you raise a lot with the uh, meters carried with the ball, and um, you pass from uh, sixty nine carries last year to eighty one, but you run hundred fifty two meters more this year, more than uh, last year, and you're always a killer of the takeoff because you up then ninety five percent on uh, takeoff efficiency. You just missed eight tackles in the last uh, sixteen into season, eight per season, and you take all hundred sixty one time this season, forty nine times more than last one last year. So you really pop it up. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was great because we saw you running a lot more into space, playing yeah. in the white channel differently from uh, two years ago. And maybe this is something, I don't know, maybe with Tamai Matson changed a little bit the way you play, also your development changed. So maybe yeah. it's that reason. It's definitely a mixture and it's, it's one of those where I think almost calling the lineouts as well and then almost like you call the line out then what we've kind of set up is you call the line out and then I can sit out there out wide and obviously, right. ball, obviously attack midfield or out wide and when it all comes back across I'm available to obviously 
abuse and attack. So, yeah. And I mean, when I started out at Quinns, I was, I mean, in the senior academy, I was a winger originally. I was a winger and, a, and an outside centre. And it's only over time that I moved in. So I moved to back row. So actually I can cover basically all the back row. And I, I'm pretty sure that when I started at Quinns, I was more of a back row, you know, six and eight sort of thing. And then sort of two, sort of, yeah, two to three years in, then I moved into second row and have kind of, you know, dedicated myself there really so but also if i can add something we saw that you you passed the ball 110 times more than last year that that is a completely change of style because from 47 passes to 160 almost 157 that that's huge a huge change also in the how you 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 are not only a carrier but you also um provide assist we saw in the last games for example some good assists on the on the wing playing that that channel that's something good for us too, thinking about Italy, rugby and having yeah. this kind of option. But like I said to you, the sort of style of play that Italy is playing is it's exciting rugby and it's it's very attacking. So, you know, I would like to say that kind of, you know, it suits me in a way and it's exciting to almost get involved and see what I can do in that in that style of play. Yeah. Was that something was that something that you watched and thought, Oh yeah, I'd quite like a little bit of that. Is that is that has, is yeah. the way that Italy play rugby kind of helped your decision in thinking well I'd, I'd quite like to play in this yeah 100 percent. and it's you know it's you almost you as you're watching it you're like you're thinking god you know some of the stuff that they pull off and in attack it's like guys who doesn't want to be part of that as a player or you know the bit of the offloading game and some of the attacking threats that we now have and you know the 15 uh was it capuccio it's just it's yeah it's great stuff to watch and obviously gets me very excited about it so so. It's, it's very much like give it a crack type mentality. I think the the Quinn's way um, is is definitely probably rubbed off a little bit on on the Italian team, and I think that's probably why Tommy um, sort of quite enjoyed transitioning between between Italy and and, and, and Quinn's because you know just, just give it a go and the boys will back you and that's sort of the mentality on both teams. Um, how much conversation did you have with Tommy before before making the decision? Uh, I had a, yeah, I mean, I've had chats with Tommy about it, uh, probably around, yeah, probably around Christmas time, a bit before, a bit after sort of thing, a little chat here and there and some, you know, some of the coaches came down and stuff and said hi at the stoop and that was kind of like, you know, just to see where I, I was at with it all. So, yeah. It's sort of, he, sort of, he was lining his ducks up, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, and, Agent um, Tommy. Agent Ernie, Tommy. But, Ernie spoke to me quite a bit. Second row, he's made me very aware of it all and when he was over in Italy and how much he enjoyed it over there. So, you know, I've obviously spoken to the guys about it for pretty much the whole season about, you know, you know what sort of, what's the value, you know, to being in Italy and, you know, potentially representing Italy. So, yeah. Just a quick question, sort of taking the focus away from Italy um, for a second, right? How, how have you found sort of your, your season at Quinn's, like, both personally and as a team, and what what was the messaging for for next season as well? Is there is there sort of focus on on particular sort of game plan or how you guys are going to look to expand? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, especially the fans, were very aware that it's not been our season. And there's, I think at the start of the season we were narrowly just winning games, and I think we thought we almost took quite a bit in, you know, with that. And then it was kind of like the mid mid season we just it almost just kept almost losing or just missing out on very close call games. 
And obviously that adds up over the course of the season and you get a few of them in a row and it's like, it's it becomes very tough to then switch that momentum really back into winning ways. Because when you're winning, everyone knows you're winning back to back. There's just almost that sense of you come into training and it's like, we know we ha- always have it in the back pocket. And that, that's the other thing with Quinns. We always know that yes, we might not get the first half sometimes. We've always got that second half Almost like we'll still come and get you. This is eighty minutes of rugby. Never give up, right? W- winning begins winning, though, right? It's, it's it just feeds into each other. So when you're on a bit of a hot streak, it, 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 you can you you feel more confident, maybe sort of playing into the second half. And like you said, you just sort of you, you never make teams comfortable, regardless of the score, regardless of how it looks, regardless of you know the, the swing of momentum in the first half. They. They're probably a little bit concerned, which sort of plays in plays in uh, sort of the Quinn's way as well, doesn't it? That's yeah. Uh, obviously, you got the team for it. You got magical players across the back line and with the fours as well. So yeah, there's always, there's always, you know, it doesn't matter who you give the ball to. Sometimes you know that they can create on their day. You know, create a bit of magic and freeze up everyone else. Really, uh, it, it is quite. When you think about it a little bit deeper, it is like the similarities between Ireland and Italy are actually really those. There were a lot. There were a lot of, a lot of it. Because I think we, looking back at the Six Nations, there were there were points when our first halves weren't up to scratch, and we I think it was, we, our first half against Wales was was appalling, wasn't it really? And then against England as well, it was just we just didn't turn up. And then in sort of the second half, we thought right, we're going to play now. And yeah. So so there's so there's the, those those similarities as well. So back on back on to Italy, Dino is. How much conversations have you had with with people? Obviously, you know, you know Tommy sort of personally. Have you had any more sort of? Uh, when will you get introduced to that squad? When will that kind of? When will that kind of happen? Uh, probably early July. Probably yeah, early July time. I'll probably link up with the squad once I've had my you know mandatory five weeks off sort of thing, and then sort of a bit of preseason with Quins, and then I'll flow back into you know with this opportunity basically in in early July. So. No, just really looking forward to it. And I don't, obviously, apart from Tommy, I don't know, you know, anyone really. I only know, I'll be able to pick up a few of the faces sort of thing. Um, but yeah, just really looking forward to it. And obviously, it's a bit, it's a big challenge overall. It's, you know, learning the language properly and and obviously going overseas. And yeah, I'm just really excited to the challenge and, and pushing forward with it really and taking everything on board. And, you know, if there's stuff that I can offer, then offer it. So, yeah, it's just a really exciting opportunity. And ask real quick, did uh, did Kieran mention anything about sort of you must sort of make an attempt to learn Italian? Because obviously I know uh, a lot of the the uh, English speaking Italian boys and it's yeah. it's not that not that big a priority. So I was wondering if like they had any sort of maybe these are the few words that you want to pick up before. before I mean, sort of thing. I, I think it's more from a personal point of view. It's like I want to, you know, it's part of my heritage. I should have probably known the language probably a bit you know a few years back sort of thing so yeah so I mean I want to push forward with that and show the fans show everyone there that I'm making the effort it's I'm playing for Italy this is Italy not England you know I'm not speaking English here I'm trying to speak Italian here this is what it's all about so I think the Italians proper buy into that they'll they'll love that yeah Yeah. they'll love that as well just because they, they like you said it's about sort of making an effort and trying to try trying to do that so yeah that, that big big plus for uh, a lot of the Italian listeners. 
I think you just you just need to practice the practice the anthem, and even if you can't do that, just to, just to see at the end, just as long as you can do that. Yeah, the big thing, yeah, yeah. As long as you can do that, then we'll we'll get the argue for that. Use your hands. Use a lot your hands when you talk. Everybody's gonna say, "Oh, but he, he looks like an Italian." They're gonna say, "So it's gonna be great." <laughs> so, just uh, just a quick one. Looking ahead to sort of the the, the summer, um, like I said, you know, I think we're all hopeful here that um, you managed to carve out a bit of time. Um, is there any sort of team you're you're excited to? To, to play out of like the upcoming tests is there sort of one that you've sort of always wanted to to have a play I think we're playing Murrayfield as well this year aren't we uh, away yeah. um yeah that, that's definitely right up there and obviously the Irish as well with the way that they've been they just seem just a machine especially with Leinster as well obviously feeds into that it's just I mean like, like with anything I remember even at the Antoine just playing anything you know playing Georgia or playing uh, like a Tonga or something. It's just, just being able to do it. Because also you watch it on Six Nations or some internationals. It's like, well, it must be incredible to play all these teams. You know, obviously countries, it's like, God. So, no, I'm just really looking forward to it. And obviously if you, I think obviously the big ones are obviously playing Fr France, you know, it's their World Cup playing France or, you know, being involved against New Zealand. It's, yeah. You're going to, you're going to have to, uh, to, to, to keep the, it keeps something in your ear for the whistles uh, that are bound to appear if we're, we're performing. So just keep something in the socks just in case. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I think that I don't, I think the chance to play for your country against the host country at a World Cup, especially given that it's in a cauldron like it will be in yeah. France, in Paris. Like I don't, that's kind of one of those, one of those bucket lists type things yeah. to tick off for sure. And, um, I think we've we've we have actually got this question, and we've asked um, we asked Dave yesterday, Dave CC, about his his bucket list. So we so we've we're going to hopefully ask everyone this in terms of uh, the three stadiums you'd love to play at uh, for in terms of any special, in terms of any you can go to play at any stadium. What three stadiums would you choose to play at? Yeah, um, the one in New Zealand, obviously, what was it Eden Park? So that's obviously that's definitely up there. Um, else? I almost want to say three three new ones really because obviously Twickenham is incredible. Um, I guess maybe even Murrayfield. Maybe now I'd say yeah, maybe Murrayfield actually with the Scots. So yeah, probably yeah, probably main three obviously. And obviously you you know playing in France or Australia as well would be massive as well. So yeah. I think what the one of our other question was a player that you admire the most. Admire the most. International or club, you could pick anything. So growing up, it was it was actually always Sonny Bill Williams because I was a centre originally. SBW used to be always always the one that I was like, that's unbelievable. Some of the stuff that he does, and he I'd say probably more recently with the Fords and stuff, it was Brody Vitalik as well. Obviously, the second in a row, and I think also when I was at eight was definitely Sergio Parise was just like just like a wizard. There right. it is. <laughs> well um, done, well yeah. done. You got to drop that in there. It, Dino's got um, Dino's got that flair, like just running through him. He's picked maybe less so Bro Brody, but like two of probably the flariest players in those positions. Yeah, I think also as well <laughs> was uh, was it Tom Croft? Was it Crofty? Yeah. 
Sure. Used to be another one as well at back yeah. row. Great. Yeah. He was just so he was just so he looked so awkward whilst he was running, but he was so quick and agile. Big bloke, he was just like rapid. Yeah. He just looked like a giraffe running, but like he had the offloading yeah. skills of like a Sonny Bill Williams. It was just crazy to watch. He was another one. Yeah. Sure. Um so when you played so you're saying at what point did you kind of because obviously if you played centre and wing, my initial thoughts are looking at your stats in terms of your height and your weight, that would be quite a scary prospect to think that you were playing on the wing if you're six foot five and eighteen stone. That's Jonah Lomu stuff, that is. Uh it's yeah, like sixteen, seventeen years of age. I was probably still like hundred and 12 kilo. Uh, I definitely had the height back then because I was a string bean, but it was like definitely 110, 112 around that age. Um, but obviously, I had the height. I think that was always the thing. You know, obviously, when you're tall, it's like it's the balance between yes, okay, you still you can be maybe a, a lot a quick winger, basically a big guy on the wing, or you also go into being involved in the in the lineup jumping and stuff. So obviously, that's the way that I ended up doing it. Yeah. But, you know, it's nice, like you said, at Quinns and, and stuff, you can play out wide and when the opportunity comes and the ball comes across, I feel very much, you know, it's very natural to be out there. I'm not, you know, like a bit like, oh, hesitant when I get the ball out there. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I've been there before, literally through my childhood. It was almost like that's why I've started playing rugby. So, so yeah. Kind of definitely, definitely sort of makes sense that you've been a player that we've obviously wanted to bring in because having seen the, the second rows, how our forwards in particular play, it's kind of quite obvious that everyone's got to be able to be very mobile and very quick and good with their hands and distributing, like Octavio said, like that distributing skill from nowadays in rugby, you know, from one through to 15, you've got to have those skills to play. And I think given the way we play, that that obviously is a, is a, is a massive thing. Um, Octavio, Michele, any other, any other questions for Dina? No, no I, was, I was just going to say... Um... Similar, similar sort of player to yourself in in a similar mould in the Italian team is 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 Ruzza, who's like very very good at getting out wide and, and making those yards and but he obviously comes from a slightly different background. I think uh, he's a, a from a basketball sort of background, so he has that sort of special awareness and he can play with his hands. Um, yeah. I, I I can't wait. Just it's not a question, but I just can't wait to to see if you two get on the pitch <laughs> at the same time. You're gonna actually. You can cause like some sort of controlled chaos, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Do I <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, Dino, an absolute pleasure to have you, and I think I think we're going to be pretty lucky in the fact that we're. I think anyway, as long as you haven't spoke to anyone else before now, that we're the first people to talk oh. to you about. Well, there we go. So we have an absolute exclusive on the pod. <laughs> That's brilliant stuff. But yeah, mass- massive thank you for for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we'll be seeing you in the in the Azzurri Blue uh, very, very soon. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, thank you very much for listening.